As G.K. Chesterton said, a dead thing can go with the stream, but only a living thing can go against it. Here on Swimming Upstream, we go against the cultural stream by championing life, liberty, and the pursuit of holiness. Your host is Eric Sammons, author of seven books, including Holiness for Everyone, The Old Evangelization, and Bitcoin Basics. Now let's get swimming. Welcome to episode 90 of Swimming Upstream. I'm Eric Sammons. Well, you might be able to tell from the music that just played that I'm going to talk about time travel today. If you didn't recognize that, that's the theme from Doctor Who, a uh, television show that's been on since 1963, and it uh, features a time traveler. He's actually a time lord called the Doctor, and he goes through time and space uh, with his TARDIS. Now, I'm not going to get totally geeked up on Doctor Who or Star Trek or Back to the Future or anything like that, talking about time travel. I wanted, though, to discuss... Is time travel possible? Is it scientifically possible? But something I want to mention something else that I don't think a lot of people talk about when they talk about time travel. Is it philosophically possible? I think usually when we talk about time travel, the possibility of it, we're just focused on the science. But could time travel be philosophically impossible, meaning it would break, uh, it would break how the universe runs, so to speak, how, how, how God created the universe. It would maybe create a contradiction that can't be uh, resolved. And so is it even philosophically possible? Now, of course, everybody has uh, dreamed about time travel probably at one time or another. Can I go back in time and pick the winning lottery numbers? Or could I go back and maybe uh, invest in Microsoft stock back in the late 1980s? Can I travel in the future, see what my, lives, my life is going to end up like? Lots of different uh, ideas that we can have about time travel and how we could apply it to ourselves. Could I go back maybe and stop an injustice? You know, the famous example of, uh, can I go back and kill Hitler? Uh, that was just brought up, I think, at the March for Life. Uh, ben Shapiro mentioned that even if we could, pro-lifers would not go back and, and kill baby Hitler. And somehow that was controversial. I, I don't really know why. But again, it's the idea of time travel. We all think about time travel at different times. And so at different times, uh, both in the past and the future. And so is time travel possible? That's really the question. Now, one thing I want to say before I get into this is I want to mention an assumption I'm making. I'm making an assumption of a single world or universe under consideration. There are some theories of time travel, and you'll see this presented in uh, comic books and TV, science fiction, and things like that. What is actually posited is multiple universes being created. So, for example, if I went back in time to 1920 and I killed Hitler, under the multi-universe theory, that would create a, a split where a new timeline would basically be created, where Hitler never rose to power. So who knows what would happen at that point? No Nazi Germany, you know, whatever. But the universe I came from, in which Hitler didn't die until 1945, would still exist, now, whether or not I could return to that, my original universe, or I'm now in the, in the new universe, that, that can be debated. The point is, though, there's multiple universes. 
I don't really think of that as time travel. I think of that as like multi-universe travel. You're traveling between different universal universe possibilities. In my discussion today about time travel, I'm assuming one world, one universe. So if I go back in time and I change something, it impacts my timeline, the, the, the main timeline, the only timeline we'll say. And so that, that's what I want to talk about today. Is that, is that possible? Now, of course, there are two different types of time travel. There's travel forward into the future or backwards into the past. Now, although they both involve traveling through time, they actually present very different situations. They're really not similar uh, when you look at both scientifically and philosophically. So let's look at each one in turn. I, I want to first look at traveling forward into the future. So is it possible to travel forward in the future? The short answer, I think, is, is yes. I think it is possible to travel into the future. Now, why do I say that? What do I mean, first of all, when I talk about time travel? Maybe we should take that step back. What I'm basically saying is, is that, and let's talk about in, since a future time travel, is I perceive the passage of time differently than the environment, the world perceives it. So, for example, I perceive, if I travel 10 years into the future in 10 seconds, I perceive 10 seconds going by. My body ages 10 seconds. However, for example, a tree in the, in the universe has aged 10 years. So it has perceived time as 10 years. I perceive it as, it's experienced time as 10 years. I've experienced it as only 10 seconds. That's what I'm basically saying by this forward traveling through time is I'm perceiving the passage of time, my body's uh, uh, adapting to it differently than the rest of the world in the rest of the universe is, is, is doing so. So can you travel for, uh, forward into time? Well, technically, that's exactly what we're doing at every moment of our lives. Right now, I am traveling through time. I'm traveling forward through time. I just happen to be traveling at the same rate as everybody else is. But I am traveling through time. So, of course, that's obviously possible. But is it possible to skip, basically skip forward in time? So instead of it being 10 years, for me, it's only 10 seconds that I move forward. Now, scientifically, I'm not a scientist, so please don't. If there's scientists listening, feel free to email me and correct me or just get on Twitter Facebook and, and send me a message tell me I'm wrong. But I did do a little bit of looking at this, and I've looked at this in the past because it's interesting. There are theories that exist scientifically that would say that it is possible to travel forward through time. For example, Einstein's theory of relativity basically states that, that time is relative, that it slows down or speeds up depending on how fast you move relative to something else. So it's like a fourth dimension. Time's like a fourth dimension. And so our experience of it, hypothetically at least, can be altered based upon how quickly we move through space. So someone who travels faster than light could potentially travel through time as well. In fact, there's been some proof of this uh, using GPS satellite technology, you've seen that basically people, uh, things in space, they, they, it's a different time than on Earth because of, because how gravity impacts it and things like that. In fact, when an astronaut goes into space, when they return, they're actually very slightly younger than they would have been had they stayed on Earth due to the way gravity works and, and, and the theory of relativity, blah, blah, blah. Like, basically, what they found was that the effect of gravity on a satellite 
if it doesn't have just its clock, it actually gains 38 microseconds a day or something. I think maybe it loses 38 microseconds a day. I, I can't remember now what it was. I, I have this written down 38 microseconds a day, and I can't remember which way it goes. Anyway, the point is, though, an astronaut's actually slightly younger than they would be if they'd stayed on Earth for their time in space. So we know this is possible, that to, to do this, that you can move forward in time at a different rate than the rest of the world is moving forward. Now, is it logically possible? Like, do we break any, like, laws of uh, contradiction or, or, or any laws of logic? Because I do think this is important. People kind of don't think that matters, like we can just define reality. But no, the world is, and the universe is set up a certain way, and so there's no way to really break that, so to speak. And so if something's logically uh, contradictory, logically impossible, it can't be done no matter what our science might think. But I don't think there is any logical contradiction of moving through time faster. Again, we move through time already, forward through time already, just naturally, and so doing that quicker does not break any law of contradiction. Now, here's the caveat with that. When I'm talking about moving through time, I'm talking about that I basically am skipping ahead in time, but I'm not splitting off and creating another me. So, for example, let's say I found a way that I could travel to the year 2050. If I did that, I wouldn't find myself as an older person in 2050 and see what my life was like for the past uh, you know, 30 plus years. In fact, I would be gone from Earth for those 30 plus years. I don't know if you've seen the movie Interstellar, but that's basically what happens in that movie. I, I, I like that movie, by the way. I know some people didn't like it. I, I love every Christopher Nolan movie just about, and that's one I, I, I enjoyed as well. But basically the main character Matthew McConaughey plays, he's, he goes forward in time through space travel. So it's not like all of a sudden he sees himself older when he comes back. No, everybody else has moved on in age, and he's been gone. And so in that sense, time travel forward through time is logically possible because basically you're just skipping through time instead of uh, duplicating yourself. Now I would say, and we'll talk about this more when I talk about traveling into the past, I would say that if it was a situation where you could jump through time and you saw yourself older, that I don't think is possible. And I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll bring that up when I talk about moving backwards in time, because when you move backwards in time, it's a whole different uh, can of worms. So, okay, so the answer then is yes, I do think that you can travel uh, forwards in time faster than the rate everybody else is traveling. Now, how about traveling into the past? Is it possible to travel backwards into the past? This is really the interesting question, because this is what everybody wants to do. I mean, really. I mean, you might, if you want to, and if you want to travel forward in time, you always want to do it with the caveat that you can get, then get back to where you are. So you always include backwards time travel, because you want to see what's happened in the past. You may want to impact your life in the future. You make yourself a millionaire, maybe stop injustice, like I was talking about before. So whatever the, the, the point is, you know, we all are interested. We're fascinated with the idea of time travel into the past. And so is it possible to uh, travel in the past? I would say definitively no, it's not possible to, to do backwards time travel. Now, first of all, scientifically, again, we'll look at it scientifically and philosophically. Scientifically, it's very hard to say whether this is even theoretically possible to do this. Because unlike the, the idea of traveling through time forwards through time, 
which has some very strong scientific theories behind it. There's really no great scientific theory, strong theory that's that's accepted by a lot of uh, the industry, a lot of you know, scientists that say, yes, it is possible to go backwards in time. And so that's our first problem of traveling backwards in time, is we don't really have an idea of how to do it. I, I know there's some theories that would state that you create like some type of time folding, where, and once you create it, then you could go back to that point and things like that. But I think, really, it's a, it's a lot of speculation that doesn't have any real uh, meat to it at this point. But the real problem isn't the fact that we don't have a scientific answer, because, of course, we could find one. I mean, you know, that's how science works, is just because we don't have an answer today scientifically for something doesn't mean we won't tomorrow. But the real problem is the host of logical problems that come with traveling backwards through time. The first one is just simply the idea that backwards time travel involves a splitting of yourself. Unlike future time travel, where you're just skipping through time without leaving a copy of yourself behind, Backwards time travel necessarily involves making a copy of yourself. Because if you travel five years in the past, you already existed. You're there five years ago. And so now you're, there's two of you. Now, I'm assuming you're not like less than five years old. You're like a baby being taken. There's two yous in existence now. And that just seems to me to be a real problem because there's really only one you that exists. There's only one me in existence. And I can't split myself up so that there's more than one of me. And so there's our first problem, really, with, with backwards time travel, is we're splitting ourselves. And, of course, you could do this infinitely. If you just kept on traveling back over and over and over again, you kept jumping like Doctor Who does or something like that, you could have, like, 13 copies or something like that. You start going, like, turning into, like, Voldemort or something like that. I'm doing every pop culture reference I can here. So there's my Harry Potter uh, Reference. I could start. I could talk about Harry, uh, Hermione Granger's uh, time traveler, her her watch, wherever that travels through time. But okay, enough of that. So I think that's our first problem: is just the very idea that of two concurrently existing yous in existence. I just don't think that's going to be possible. Now, one thing I want to make make a, a point of, and this is going to delve into to, uh, some theology here. What about saints in heaven? So if you if you die, you go to heaven. And you are now, it, it might be possible, we actually don't know, but we, it's probably probable that a saint can see outside of time. The saint is outside time because in heaven, you're in the presence of God. God is outside of time. And so, therefore, a saint could see his own life, theoretically at least. I mean, we don't know. Maybe God makes it so he's the saint is restricted so he or she can only see after he, had, he or she died or something like that. But at least in theory, if you're in heaven, you can see all of time at once. So you could see yourself. So is that a case of to, to use in existence? And I'd say no, because really, you, you're now, your, your, your presence is outside of the timeline. It's not, so it's not time travel. It's simply being able to see multiple points of time at once. You know, you have an eternal now. And so I don't think that really breaks my, what I'm saying about being more than one you in existence when I'm talking about maybe the saints in heaven. So that's my first logical problem. I think the first logical problem we have with backwards time travel. The second is famously, it's a pretty famous one. It's called the grandfather paradox. Essentially, you know, I think we all know what this probably says. If you go back in time and you kill your grandfather before he had kids, you would never have been born. But if you had never been born, how could you go back in time and kill your grandfather? 
It's a logical contradiction. You know, we saw this in Back to the Future where uh, Marty McFly, he goes back in time. Is it Marty, the, the main character? What's his dad's name? McFly, McFly, whatever. I think it's Marty. He goes back in time, and once he starts changing things between, you know, having his parents no longer getting together to date, he starts disappearing. His brother, older brother and sister first disappear, and then he slowly starts fading away. And they're trying to, like, that's how they're trying to solve it. But the problem is this is a real logical contradiction. It's just simply not possible for this to happen. You can't go back in time to ch and change events. So if you can go back in time, you can't change events. What does that mean? I remember that uh, C.S. Lewis brings this up in his book, The Great Divorce, when he's talking about a book he read in the introduction. He, the Great Divorce is about uh, the afterlife, about specifically people going into heaven, what heaven will be like. But he brings up in the introduction a book he read on time travel in which somebody goes back in time and they're so unable to change things that, that the grass is as hard as diamonds because when they step on it, they can't change how the grass moves because it already happened and so they can't change anything. So they literally can't even walk on grass without being very painful because they can't move the grass. And so essentially, yes, they could go back in time, but they can't change anything because it's already happened. So if that, that does solve the grandfather paradox, you simply can't kill your grandfather. It wouldn't be possible to change that. You can't go back and kill Hitler. You can't go back and you know, do whatever, you know, break up your parents or something. Whatever has already happened has happened. It simply ha it can't be changed. But if that's the case, is it, is it really time travel? I mean, what are you? Are you a ghost? Are you a phantom? I mean, you, you change who you ultimately are, and I think that doesn't make sense. And, you know, maybe it's more like just watching the past on TV than at that point. You're not, how's that different from watching film from the past? And so I think that that has a big logical problem to it as well and makes it so it really works against the idea of backwards time travel, the fact that you simply can't change things in the past because they've already happened. And I do think that that's essentially the case, that you cannot, you cannot change the past. It can't, it, you know, unless we're going to talk about creating a new universe, this universe that we are in, assuming no multi-universe, is fixed and it can't be changed. So there's our second problem with going backwards in time. Our third logical problem is the potential to create a causal loop. Before I, uh, you know, before I recorded this podcast, I made a joke on Twitter, and I basically tweeted, I said, on tomorrow's episode of Swimming Upstream, I, this is, uh, uh, I tweeted this on Thursday, January 31st, and the podcast is going up on February 1st, Friday. So on tomorrow's episode of Swimming Upstream, I'm going to discuss whether or not time travel is possible. Then I said, if it is possible, could someone travel to tomorrow, make a transcript of the show, and then come back and send it to me? That way I don't have to do any show prep. And of course, I was just making a joke, but actually that brings up a logical problem of backwards time travel, and that's the causal loop. Imagine you had a copy of Beethoven's Seventh Symphony, my favorite. You go back in time with this, and you give it to Beethoven before he wrote it. He copies it out and releases it as his Seventh Symphony. Well, in this case, you have an event that is its own cause, a causal loop. Where did the symphony the symphony actually come from? Who wrote it? It has no cause. It just basically came into existence. 
Now, I remember hearing a philosopher talk about this, and he basically, because most modern philosophers today have rejected traditional philosophy, Aristotelian, Platonic philosophy, those, those schools, they don't believe necessarily that an event, an effect has to have a cause because they don't believe in God. They've rejected God, the first cause, the first mover of existence, who is existence himself. You know, Aristotle, Aquinas, they taught this, made it very clear that logically speaking, using reason alone, there has to be a first cause in the, in, in, of existence, and that first cause we call God. Well, most modern philosophers reject that. But now they get a problem with this whole causal loop because this guy was, this philosopher was saying that causal loop isn't a problem. Because really, we don't know what the cause is of, every, of anything. There's no first cause in the universe. Basically, a linear cause and effect, you know, basically I'm caused by my parents, my parents are caused by their parents, and you, you could go on and on, you could go, if you, if you believe in evolution, go all the way back there, whatever, because obviously if you don't believe in God, you're not going to believe God created the world. But they basically believe it could have just infinitely gone backwards in time, these causes. And so therefore, because that's possible, why can't you have a causal loop? Because the information just shows up out of the blue in the causal loop, sure, that's what happened in the universe. And I just think that shows a real uh, inability to use logic, frankly. Sometimes modern philosophers particularly are, they're so smart they're dumb. And that's essentially what's happened. Uh, and really, they, they want that to happen because they don't want to deal with the consequences if they're wrong, if God really does exist, if there really is a first mover in the universe. But really, there is a first mover in the universe. There is a first cause, and that's God. And so every effect, every event has to have a cause. And so this ability to create a causal loop when you're talking about backwards time travel I just think is not, uh, it's a logical contradiction that just can't happen. And so it's another reason why we can't have backwards traveling through time. I just would say that for these and other reasons, backwards time travel is simply impossible. Once something has happened, it is fixed. It cannot be changed. And you see this, the problem, you know, people trying to solve this. I mentioned how backwards, uh, I'm sorry, Back to the Future tried to solve this by them fading away, which makes no real sense. It makes for a good movie, but it makes no real sense why he would start fading away. Like, why did he start fading away then? Because it already happened in the past. He should have just disappeared. But how did he get back there if he disappeared? You see, Doctor Who, of course, being the whole show is based upon time travel, it has to bring this up a lot. And you know, sometimes you'll hear Doctor Who talk about fixed moments in time that can't be changed. And, of course, by the end of the show, it's, that usually is changed, and he's all flabbergasted about it. But they, they try to find ways to make up for these logical contradictions, these logical problems. And the same thing happens. You'll see that in Star Trek. And there's a, there's a great scene where... Uh, Catherine Janeway, the, the captain of the Star, uh, Starship Voyager from the, the show Voyager, Star Trek show Voyager. I am, by the way, completely geeking out on this show. So I, if there was ever any possibility that somebody thought I wasn't a geek, I think hopefully I've cured you of that. I am definitely 100% geek. I've been watching Star Trek in my whole life. Uh, big Doctor Who fan, not anymore. I don't really like the new, doc, the, the, new the last couple Doctors. Didn't like the... Was it 12th and 13th? I liked uh, David Tennant and Matt Smith the best. Anyway, uh, I apologize to those who aren't as geeked up as I am about this. But anyway, 
Catherine Janeway, Catherine Janeway, she basically at one point a time traveler visits her and she just is like, oh, this is why I don't want to get involved in time travel because she's just because it's like these con logical contradictions. She doesn't want to deal with them, and I, I think most people feel the same way. As much as we think it's cool, the logical uh, contradictions that ensue are just too much for the brain to handle. So Stephen Hawking, the, the late uh, physicist, he famously once asked, if time travel is possible, where are the time travelers? And that's a valid question. Why haven't we been visited by time travelers? Why don't we see them if, if it really was possible? And it's kind of a way of saying it's not possible. But I would say, though, that only says that backwards time travel is not possible. Because the fact is, to the best of our knowledge, time travel has not yet been invented and so, therefore, we couldn't have a time traveler to us because you can't go backwards. So if time travel was invented, let's say, in the year 2050, only somebody after 2050 could ever meet a time traveler because it can only go forwards. So, for example, somebody in 2100 could perhaps meet somebody who skipped forward from 2050 to that day. But since you can't go backwards, you really just, we're never going to meet a time traveler until, we, until it is invented. And only then will we meet people who have come forward through time. So, you know, I, I think I'm a big fan of science fiction. I think it's cool. I think it helps you think things out. But time travel, I think we should note, isn't just a science question. It's also a philosophical question. Is it possible philosophically, logically, to have time travel? And the answer is it is not possible to go backwards in time, but it is possible, theoretically at least, and logically it is possible to move forward in time. I don't know if we'll ever be able to do it, but at least isn't theoretically impossible or logically contradictory. Okay, well, that's it for today's show. I want to mention a few housekeeping things. The first one is, I, know I say this every time, I really want to encourage you to please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast, so you can get the latest contact when, content, uh, content when it comes out. Uh, also, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, I really urge people to do that because that really helps uh, grow the podcast, let pe other people know about it. Uh, you remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Eric R. Sammons, Eric, at Eric R. Sammons. Uh, like me on Facebook. I have a public page, Eric Sammons Swimming Upstream. I also wanted to mention I, I co-host another podcast. Uh, it, all you baseball fans out there, I co-host a, a podcast with my son on baseball. It's called Growing Up Baseball. And so if you're interested in baseball at all or sports and you, you know, we'd basically just, it's the two of us chatting about what's going on lately in the baseball world, uh, giving our, our opinions, our takes on different things. Uh, we both love baseball. We love talking about it. So that's what that podcast is. You can find uh, information about that at growingupbaseball.com. That's growingupbaseball.com. Okay. Well, like I said, that's it for today's show of Swimming Upstream. I hope you enjoyed this little trek through time, or I guess only forward through time. We can't go back and fix it, according to what I just said, but maybe I'll find out one day I'm wrong, but I don't think I will be. Okay, well, until next time, keep swimming against the stream. <laughs>